Welcome back to episode number 196 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. This is the podcast for building a global community around process safety and industries handling combustible dust. I'm your show host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we're doing a mid-year review of the Dust Safety Professionals platform. I'm really excited for this episode. Dust Safety Professionals is something that we started over two years ago. We've sort of been in a piloting phase over last year, then moving into a second piloting phase in 2022 to grow and understand how people would use this platform. So in this episode, we're going to give a review of what we've done from January 1st, 2022 through to July 1st of 2022. We're going to give sort of a summary of what is Dust Safety Professionals, why is it important, why are we running it, what are the improvements that we made in the platform this year, what have the results been, and where are things headed from here? I'm kind of excited for this episode because we'll give you a bit of the inside view of where we're headed with Dust Safety Science and in building what we call our Dust Safety Ecosystem, which is Dust Safety Science, Dust Safety Professionals, and Dust Safety Academy and how those kind of plug and play and interact together. So before we jump in, it's probably worthwhile saying if you need help with combustible dust, if you need equipment or services or don't know where to go or you're stuck, just visit dustsafetyprofessionals.com, send us a message through that platform there, and within three days, our target is to have people that can connect and help you around the world no matter what you're trying to figure out and get you going with those challenges that you're addressing. If you want to join Dust Safety Professionals as a member, you can email me at chris at dustsafetyscience.com or connect with some of our team and ask them about the Dust Safety Professionals platform and joining that membership. So let's jump right in. Why are we running Dust Safety Professionals? And this kind of goes back to really what we've been doing ever since the creation of Dust Safety Science, which is putting information out there, educating folks, increasing awareness, working at a different level, industry levels, government levels, association levels to foster this understanding and evaluation and awareness of the hazards of combustible dust. And when you do that, when you create several hundred podcasts, when you create several thousand articles, when you run the instant database, people start to ask you questions quite a bit. So we get these through formal channels, through our help desk and different versions of that, and through informal channels where people send me an email and say, hey, does combustible dust explode in a freezer? All these different kinds of things that come up. And really, Dust Aid Professionals grew out of those challenges, those help desk questions that were coming in. So we get everything from can combustible dust explode in a freezer? How to dispose of combustible dust? Specific requirements for given regulations? You know, specific industries? Are there lost histories? How to deal with clients? How to deal with service providers? There's all kinds of things in there. And from those requests, we would get several that were looking for service and equipment providers. And basically everything in between from I don't know what I'm doing to I want an explosion vent panel that operates at 400 degrees Celsius. In late 2022, or rather late 2020 and 2021, we started piloting what is now Dust Safety Professionals to deal with the second kind of these requests. So we still have our help desk system where we write educational information. If people want to know about different topics for combustible dust, that's all there. But if they're looking for service and equipment providers, then we built out Dust Safety Professionals as a second pathway. So when these questions come in, be they be informal questions or formal requests, we really split them in two. We send them either to the help desk team or to Dust Safety Professionals if they need to be connected with somebody to actually get a job done at their facility at the end of the day, bring in consulting, bring in training, need a specific type of equipment. So this really then plugs into what we call internally, and I'm not sure if I've shared this on the podcast before, but our dust safety ecosystem. So this is our, our third element, what we talk about internally with our team here. So we have Dust Safety Science, which is our awareness platform, Dust Safety Academy, which is our educational platform, and Dust Safety Professionals, which is our connection platform. So what we're talking about here today is this third pillar, this connection platform. So in Dust Safety Science, we track incidents, we release incident reports, we do podcast episodes, we have a new Dust Safety Journal that we're releasing every two months to create awareness, keep the level of 
vulnerability up in terms of understanding combustible dust hazards, why it's necessary to protect, why it's necessary to do hazard analysis, why it's necessary to help make your facility safe, and what you can do if you're stuck and don't know what to do to move forward. That's all through our awareness platform at Dust Safety Science and all the activities we do there. And then it really splits the two pillars from there. Educational platform, it's Dust Safety Academy. This is for connecting like-minded individuals, providing resources, training, our annual Global Dust Safety Conference, which will run in 2023, and also courses, which we're building out now to also release in the start of 2023 after our Global Dust Safety Conference. So that's all part of that Dust Safety Academy side. If someone needs education, they need better understanding of the hazards, that's where they can go after learning about the awareness side of combustible dust. The second piece, this connection platform, is if they need a service provider, they need a specific type of equipment, or they need testing or they need training, these all run through dust safety professionals. So if you need you know, someone to help make your facility safe, it's simple. You go to the platform, you fill out a form. It should take three to five minutes to fill out the form. And our goal, our KPI is within 72 hours to have somebody or even multiple people that you have that you can work with to solve that problem. In many cases, within a week, within weeks, within months, depending on how complex the request is, we're actually getting people into assessed facilities. The best one we've had so far is I got a call while making dinner on a Friday evening at about six o'clock our time saying there was somebody that needed a site assessment done on Monday morning in, I believe it was in Pittsburgh. And we were able to get somebody there Monday morning through our network, through Dust Aid Professionals. Took a little bit of arm pulling, but we were able to figure out what company might have a local consultant or team member in the area and get them out there on Monday to check that out. So then that's really the purpose of Dust Aid Professionals. And these three platforms, DSS, DSA, and DSP, combine together to drive our road to zero mission, seeing at least one year with zero fatalities worldwide by 2038 from dust explosions. So then the vision for Dust Age Professionals is a connected network of subject matter experts as quick and easy to access, effective in solving challenges related to combustible dust, and has coverage across the world. So that same, you know, getting somebody out there on Monday morning that we can do in Pittsburgh, we'd love to be able to do that in India. We'd love to do that, be able to do that in Singapore, across Asia, in Africa, and Europe. And we're growing that capability to be able to do that through growing the Dust Aid Professionals platform. Uh, it might not be that we get somebody out on Monday morning on a call on Friday all the time, but we are able to find the closest expert to you to help solve the challenges that you're having at your facility, help make it safer at the end of the day. So that's sort of the why behind why we're running this platform, a little bit about how it works. It's pretty simple. Go to Dust Safety Professionals, fill out the form, click Get Started, and you can fill out the form there, and our team will then work with you. We have a service manager there, Actually, I'm the service manager at the current moment. We have multiple people rotate through that service manager position. We'll talk about that at the end of the podcast episode. That will help work with you to figure out what subject matter experts, what companies are best to work with from the Dust Age Professionals membership. So let's talk about some of the history of Dust Age Professionals. This actually started in a much different format back in 2018. This was when we were just starting the Combustible Dust Incident Database and Dust Safety Science. And at an event, it actually started you know, a number of months before the event, we started connecting with companies. But at the International Powder Show in Chicago in 2018, I did a presentation. And I don't remember the title. I think it was something like the Combustible Dust Incident Database, a tool for the dust safety community. I think that was approximately the title. Where I shared stories from around the world of 
facilities that didn't realize they may have a challenge with combustible dust, and then what actually happened? People getting injured, losing capacity to do the work that the facilities do, having capital costs associated with that, having shutdowns, unfortunately, you know, impacting communities and family members in terms of lives lost, in terms of injuries, in terms of uh, facility challenges as well. So we gave this really good presentation, talked about what we're going to do about it, why we're starting Dust Safety Science, and why we're starting was now the Dust Safety Ecosystem, which includes Dust Safety Academy and Dust Safety Professionals. And at the end of the presentation, I really just asked for companies to raise their hand. I actually did it in the presentation, but you know, during the days after that, to work with us to be involved with what we're doing. At that time, we called that our advertising membership, where companies could sign up. Their logos were part of the work that we were doing. They were showed in the incident report. They were able to connect with people across our website. That was getting at the time, you know, tens of thousands or even into the hundreds of thousands of visits a year through people that are looking for answers to the challenges they have with combustible dust. So we only brought on 10 companies at that time in 2018. And I'm very, very happy to say that nine out of 10 of those companies, five years later, are still part of what was that advertising membership and now has moved into Dust Age Professionals. We have a 98% average year-on-year retention rate for members of Dust State Professionals re-signing up. I can actually almost count on one hand how many companies have left, and we have over 55 member companies that are in there today, five years later, going into Dust State Professionals. So that's the, the sort of start of it, was really sharing our story, sharing our mission, this road to zero, having a year with zero fatalities worldwide by 2038, and seeing what companies want to be involved with that mission. That then grew from the advertising side of what we were doing more into what is Dust Age Professionals Day, an actual platform that can solve challenges for people that are in difficult situations or can't figure out what to do next with in terms of combustible dust today. Again, you go fill out the form. Within hours, we generally respond. and Within days, we're able to get somebody on your site or to provide you a quote or whatever you need to move forward with your dust safety program. So that's some of the history of Dust Safety Professionals. What are some of the changes that we did this year? And I sort of pulled out four you know, major changes that we've implemented just over the last six months. And I want to run through those here. So change number one is that we added in extensive amount of information to the back-end systems for Dust Safety Professionals. So every one of our almost 55 member companies, we've tried to add as many offices as they have around the world, as many subject matter experts, and kind of tag those subject matter experts for what their experience and background are. So our back-end systems, then we have this big database and it has this awesome map that goes with it. So when we get a request, we just drop a pin on the map and we can look through all the offices of all of our member companies and the subject matter experts. Today we have, again, almost 55 active members with 191 offices and over 200 subject matter experts located all around the world. And so this is the really the back end bones of what we're doing with Dust Age Professionals. Again, we get a request, we evaluate what the requirements are, we find who's local in that area, if it's that type of request, or it's a request that can be done by anybody who has the best criteria to be able to match that. And our job at the end of the day is then to provide the best connection for that user who's making the request, while also being fair and transparent to all of our member companies as well. So this really just has increased our capability to be able to service these Dust Age Professional tickets as they come in. And I think the results are speaking for themselves as we're growing the platform. It's probably worth saying that this back-end system that we're developing, we'd love to pull that to the front end so the users can actually use that on the Dust Age Professional website in the future. It just still requires more systems to be able to put in and more updates to uh, be included to just organize these over 200 subject matter experts that we have. That's what our team is doing when a request comes in, is sorting through and trying to match the right Dust Age Professional member companies with that user, depending on what the challenge that they have are. Is the company focused on metal dust or wood dust or wood processing, or some particular aspect or avenue. 
and that industry is located in that or that's the kind of challenge they're having, then that might be a great fit to connect them with at the end of the day. So that's change number one in 2022 was this office and personnel development in our backend systems. Change number two then is formalizing our standard operating procedures for dust safety professionals. Um, this has been a really big challenge because it's this large, intricate web of understanding whenever a ticket comes in because it can be across any industry, it can be about any type of equipment, it can be about any type of hazard assessment, it could be any jurisdiction in terms of legal standard requirements, NFPA versus IEC versus other international requirements. And just having a set of standard operating procedures and developing that set is taking us the, the better part of 12 months really to organize and it's still a work in progress today. But our big thing here is that we want to be completely transparent in what we're doing. We want to include responsible matching. We want to be fair to all of our members. At the end of the day, we want to make sure that the users, the people that have challenges and are getting the support that they need, are having the best experience and getting great results from the platform, which is the number one thing that we're trying to achieve at the end of the day, is getting a result for a company, getting safe systems or safer services, supply that company, again, to drive this road to zero mission. So we've been really working heavily on standardizing this entire process over the last six months, and we do hope to be able to release our standard operating procedures, maybe by the end of this year, but more likely in 2023, just because we're still in the work in progress. But we want to have the whole community to be able to weigh in and say, yep, that's the right way to do this. Yep, that's fair. Yep, that's transparent. It's responsible, and it's also going to get a result at the end of the day. So maybe stay tuned, and we'll have a future podcast episode about those when they come out. Change number three is that we had a lot of members join Dust Age Professionals in December of last year and January of this year. I don't know the exact numbers, but maybe 10 to 20 new member companies came in in that two-month period. And the really exciting thing is that they're non-traditional service and equipment suppliers. So what I mean by that is our core, you know, engineering services, fire explosion protection, dust collection and cleaning, spark detection. That's sort of been our core membership over the last four or five years. These new companies that we have coming on is adding a number of dynamic elements to dust safety professionals, including cleaning services, environmental remediation, full engineering procurement and construction companies, incident investigations, ducting, hoses, and, and lots more. So at the end of the day, if you have a problem, chances are we have access to a team or a company or a subject matter expert that can solve that problem for you no matter what you're trying to figure out. So that's really exciting to me to see these new members come on with these new skill sets and be able to then grow and uh, continue to enhance what the platform can do to serve the industries that are handling combustible dust and again, make them safer at the end of the day. The last change I'll kind of leave off with here is we're doing a lot more work to celebrate the successes of dust safety professionals. The first year we were running this was really a pilot, does it work? I'd say this year has really been a pilot about okay, it works, it gets results, but can we systematize the process? And we're still learning there. And we're really getting to the point where, okay, how do we actually ramp up requests? And a big part of this is just celebrating what we're doing at the end of the day, celebrating the success that we're having. So we found like things like weekly updates across social media, bi-monthly updates in our magazine, really drive use of Dust Age Professionals. When people hear that we solve the challenge for a rubber production company in Minnesota, and they run a rubber production company in Germany or a rubber production company in um, Ohio, they understand that, oh, well, you know, that's the challenge that I have as well. Dust State Professionals can help solve that challenge and the member companies there can help it as well. And when we share, you know, we worked with a new coal f- power plant in Pakistan, helped them connect with somebody who provide a hazard analysis on site. There's other coal power plants that are being built elsewhere in the world. Celebrating those successes drives that understanding, that change and drives users to the platform as well. So it's really exciting. It's sort of like the self-building snowball 
We started at the top of the mountain, we rolled up the hill, we made it a good size, and we're just sort of waiting on, okay, when do we release the snowball down the hill and just watch it grow? This does not come without its own challenges. We'll talk about this at the end of the podcast. Some of the growth challenges we've had with Dusty Professionals, we're having a lot of great results, but it's also difficult to have the systems in place and grow that with time. We'll kind of talk about that in a second. So before we get into the forward-facing parts of Dust Age Professionals, where we're headed from here, let's talk about some of the results from this year. So when I say this year, we're talking from January 1st, 2022 through to July 1st, 2022. So we've actually had a lot of exciting things happen in the last six weeks beyond this, but I want to keep this review to some set period of time. That's the period that we're talking about is the first six months of this year. So for the first six months of this year, we've had 31 user requests. We made 25 connections and we've had 12 quotes or placements be put in place all through Dust State Professionals. The quotes have totaled 64,750 US dollars, with 40% of that work having already moved ahead, been completed, been paid, or you know have somebody on site to do that work at the end of the day. And the other 60% are sort of in processing whether or not the quotes are going to go through, whether or not they're going to be picked up and done later on in the year. In terms of the requests that came in, just over 50% of them came in from the United States. Well, 10 other companies made up the bulk of the other requests, including Canada, Australia, Sweden, United Kingdom, Egypt, India, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, and New Zealand. This was a huge win for our team when it came in, seeing just the breadth of requests coming in and what countries and different parts of the world they're coming in from. This really illustrates that the awareness of combustible dust is growing across all major markets and many of the smaller markets as well, but the challenges are still there. People are stuck. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to get their challenges addressed, make their facilities safer, and that's exactly the role that Dust State Professionals is playing. Yes, addressing things here in North America is very important, but at the end of the day, we only make up a small part of where the injury and loss comes from. And we're ever going to hit our road to zero mission with the safety science and with the dust safety ecosystem we really need to start providing help and addressing the challenges in other countries in the world as well. Seeing the results really show us that we're on the right track there and having those 200 plus subject matter experts around the world really helps us as well. One of the big questions I get is what type of requests are coming in? And I'll just give you the percentages for what we have right now. Note this will change and it's highly driven by what we celebrate and what we promote as well through the awareness activities that we do. So this is sort of a, a, you know, a snapshot in time. I'd expect these percentages to change as the landscape changes for combustible dust. Today we're seeing 10 to 15% of the requests come in focused on combustible dust testing. Anywhere between 35 and 50% looking at hazard analysis or dust hazard analysis work. 10 to 20% on specific equipment. 10 to 20% on different training that might be required. Having people come in on site, provide training for workers, provide training for companies that are um, serving end users. And then the other percentage, which I don't actually have broken out here, is all kinds of various other types of requests. And again, these can range from throwing hands up in the air and not sure what to do, I heard this is a problem, and kind of helping them work through that to a very specific and unique requests that we might get through the platform for different types of applications. So I want to give some examples of the type of requests, type of placements and quotes that have kind of been put out. And I'll just sort of read through some. We publish these in our magazine every two months at dustsafetyjournal.com. A request come in through an international company looking for KST, PMAX, and LOC testing to support their ongoing risk assessment activities in Canada. We were able to make the connection with the company, get the sample shipped for testing within 10 business days. It was sitting at the testing facility on its way to getting testing and getting the results back for that company. We had a consulting company from Dubai looking for subject matter experts on dust hazard analysis to support projects out of the UAE. 
We were able to send contacts and resumes of three Dust Age professional members, which were being reviewed by the end client. And this client was a multinational oil and gas company. So again, within weeks, we were able to connect them through with the subject matter experts who can support that work. We don't have connection with the multinational oil and gas company, so we weren't able to confirm what's gone ahead there. But just being able to provide that service to make it easier for people to find combustible dust experts is a really part of what we're doing with dust age professionals. Another example out of the United States, metal machining company in South Carolina, just not sure where, where to go to start with tackling combustible dust. Recommended dust testing. They had testing at two sites done, working with both a consultant from dust age professionals and also a testing lab from dust age professionals. They then had their dust hazard analysis completed for the site that had positive screening results. One was positive, one was negative. Engineering assessment of a dust collector, they had a third site, see if they could transfer that over and use it at the existing site that had the combustible dust challenges. And this was all completed within seven months of making the request. So testing at multiple sites, getting testing results back, dust hazard analysis, engineering assessment complete. Again, all within seven months of making the request through dust safety professionals. Also looking in North America, we had a request from a pharmaceutical company, I believe in Indiana, uh, requested go-no-go testing, which was completed. They requested MIE and MIEC testing to be completed. All that testing had been completed and came back positive. The company is currently scheduling a dust hazard analysis in the tens of thousands of dollars with a DSP member company today. I'm looking to get those people on site um, over the next couple of months to be able to do that hazard analysis. So this really makes me excited in terms of the power of dust age professionals. Again, this is a company that wasn't quite sure what to do. They had come across our work, our publishing on social media, the podcast information, the incident database, whichever sort of avenue they came to become aware of the hazards. And again, within months of making requests for dust age professionals, start to get on the road to improving combustible dust safety at their facility. And then the last one I have here is from a metal processing company in Sweden. And the company was just not sure about the type of safety that they needed. They had had some incidents. They tried some different solutions. Um, Unfortunately, those did not work. And this has been an interesting one. We've actually been working on it for several months now. And it's been challenging because we brought in different Dust Age professional member companies to talk with the company in particular, to meet with their health and safety management team virtually, to explain their options. It's really been a case of not only just understanding and assessing the hazards, but also teaching and educating, getting buy-in for how to move forward. It's been really interesting to be part of that process in terms of connecting through with all those member companies through the Dust Age Professionals platform. So that's just a short snapshot of some of the work we've done in 2022 so far this year. I want to talk a bit about where we're headed. So a couple of things that we want to do in terms of improving the platform is just continue to improve the user experience. I do think that making a request and within 24 to 72 hours getting a result is pretty good. We want to make it even easier for the users, especially making requests from other parts of the world. This can be a challenge because of language barriers. It can be a challenge because of communication modalities, if you will. A lot of other countries might be using WhatsApp for a lot of their communication, and we still have anything to support that through DSP at the moment. So just increasing the user experience, making it even easier to use at the end of the day, no matter where you are in the world. These last six months, and I mentioned this earlier, have really been you know, phase two of this pilot program. Phase one, which we ran last year, demonstrated the need for the platform, demonstrated that people would use it. This last six months has really demonstrated that the results can be delivered using a hybrid online, personal connection, problem-solving approach. And now we're really asking ourselves, okay, phase three then is what we're going to now is how do we scale? 
how do we improve our internal systems to address this so it can be done at a way that we have more people, we can bring in more service managers and get better results across the globe in terms of combustible dust safety. And this sort of leads us to the biggest challenge we have today, which is just the breadth of knowledge and understanding needed to tackle combustible dust challenges. And keep in mind, we're not even doing any of the work. We're just sort of guiding people to what the best options might be for them to move forward. So this could include anything from dust collection, vacuum systems, explosion protection, hazard analysis, testing, very unique applications, environmental remediation, incident investigation. And at the end of the day, our team needs to understand enough to be able to pass them along to the right company for them. They also need to understand the 200 plus subject matter experts, what they do, where their limitations are in terms of using the platform as well. This would be like having one sales agent being able to understand all the information. And our biggest advantage is we're not delivering the work at the end of the day, but we are doing our screening on the front end for dust safety professional member companies to make sure they're going to get great results for the people that they're working with. So that's been the biggest challenge actually bringing on and training our team up. And I've been the service manager now. I think this is the third time that I've been the service manager over the last two years for dust safety professionals. What we're doing with our team is bringing somebody else in letting them sit in that seat and take that role for two or three months and say, okay, what broke? <laughs> what systems didn't work? What training's missing? And then you know, bring me back in. We start doing the training again. We start developing those new systems, those new back-end approaches. Bring in a new team member and say, okay, now you try to run it. And we've just been continuing doing this, bringing new people in and bringing them out in order to make a really robust training program on how to develop these service managers for dust safety professionals. That has been a long and sometimes grueling process but I believe that the importance of this platform and the role that it can play in the world in terms of combustible dust safety is just so important that, that we're willing to do it. I'll mention the, the vision. So the vision for Dust Safety Professionals is a connected network of subject matter experts that is quick and easy to access by the end users, is effective in solving challenges related to combustible dust and has coverage across the world. And that's what we're trying to build with the platform. That's trying to build with the training for our own internal service managers to be able to run this platform from here. So that's sort of it for this episode. I do think that as we move forward, as we improve our internal systems, the sky is really limited. It is the snowball. We kind of push it up on the mound. We push it up some hills, down some hills. It's just a matter of, okay, well, where do we go from here? It's just kind of hoping we're ready and just sort of kicking this thing down the hill and watching that snowball grow. We're kind of excited about it. So if you're interested in learning more about Dust State Professionals, you can head over to duststateprofessionals.com. If you need help, just go there, fill out the form. You're able to get, again, your answers, your questions answered quite quickly. If it's a help desk question, we'll just shoot off to our help desk team. If you need a service or equipment provider to come help you figure that out, then we'll help you get that settled through Dust Safety Professionals as well. If you want to join Dust Safety Professionals as a member company, just send me an email at chris at dustsafetyscience.com. We talk about whether or not your company's the right fit to be involved with the platform from there. In this episode, we talk about what is Dust Safety Professionals, why are we running it, what are some of the improvements to the platform this year, we talked about the big expansion of our back-end capabilities, having all the offices listed for our member companies, having all the personnel that are involved, all these internal tools. We hope to even make external tools that the community can use someday once they're um, at a maturity level, that would make sense. Uh, we talked through some of the results. We've had more than one request a week. 80% of these are leading connections. 30% of these are also leading to quotes at the end of the day. And we talked about where we're headed from here. We talked about some of the challenges in growing this platform, I'll say quickly in air quotes, although it's been you know multiple years in the making. Now, this success really feeds on itself. As we get better results for companies in terms of their combustible dust challenge, that will just feed into more companies using the platform. And a couple of exciting things that are kind of coming up here, and I'll sort of mention these in the podcast, maybe we'll cover them in a future podcast. We are just now seeing companies return to the platform after having a successful result. 
and making a request for another facility, making requests in the same facility for other applications. So that's really exciting. We're just starting to see insurance companies, government groups reach out to get lists of providers, which is extremely valuable. Your list of providers is only going to be good as good as the knowledge that you have. So if you're, you know, a government group in a say in a foreign country and you just don't know who the right people are to connect, or even a even a country here in North America, we can help you figure that out. And at the end of the day, get some good recommendations on who may be able to help the facilities that you're working with in your work. And then the third exciting thing I want to mention is that we're just getting to the point where Dust State Professional members are starting to help each other. This is really like the holy grail, I think, in terms of attacking the mission for combustible dust safety. So we're just starting to see DSP members start to partner up, start to say, hey, I have you know a client in, say they're in the United States, and they have clients in Canada, and they want support there, but they don't want to send their their guys and girls up to travel, they may reach out to other Dust State Professional member companies or even make a request through the platform to say, hey, how can we do this in a way that's good partnership that's beneficial to both groups? There's a company that works in one industry and not another. They're reaching out through Dust State Professionals to find the right contacts there. Um, and we're more and more even seeing companies that don't have the capability to support a given request saying, no, that, that doesn't make sense for us, but here you should go talk to this other company. And a, a great example of this, and I won't mention the names, but the, we had requests through... It might even be in the request in Sweden, actually, looking for specific types of dust collection for metal dust. We reached out to a DSP member company, and they said, yeah, we, we have a solution, but it doesn't work for that application because the particle size is likely to be too low. You can only collect with that type of system. Particles, say, as small as a given size, a given micron size, or as large as a given micron size. I don't want to give the specific numbers away, but the... The great thing there was that company said, but here is you know the best contact or competitor that does have a system that can do that. And that is just an amazingly helpful process for the community as a whole. A lot of the times, if a company would reach out directly and they say, no, that's not possible, they're not likely to give their competitors names. But where we're all part of Dust State Professionals, we're all trying to go towards the same road to zero mission. People are actually saying, no, we don't have that solution. We can't do that for you. But even here's my competitor's contact that can do that. When we get there, we can actually you know, move the whole industry forward. We can bustle dust safety forward for everybody. So I'm really excited about all those different aspects, how we're growing dust safety professionals. I'm really looking forward to have you involved. If you need help with anything you're doing, just send us an email, send us a request. We'll send you through the, the help desk system or send you through dust safety professionals if you need somebody to come help you with that. So as always, I want to say thank you for everything you're doing. Industry Handling Combustible Dust, thank you for supporting the work that you're doing. Thank you the work that we're doing. Thank you for listening. And thank you for all the work that you're doing, improving industries, handling combustible dust, and making them safer every day.